Hey, lovely lady, welcome to episode 40 of the Girls Get Confident podcast with your host, Janelle Hosking. I have just been loving the array of episodes that we have had over the past few months. We've had a really nice mix of solo episodes, that is with just me, and then guest episodes. Today is another guest episode. We have a very special guest. Her name is Sammy. She has become my friend throughout this year and honestly she is just such a warm heart, good souled person. You're going to hear it all for yourself and honestly this girl has had some serious adversity in her life and that is why I wanted to get her on the show today so that she could share her story about the things that she experienced in her younger childhood years and how she has overcome them. I'm really hoping that this episode is going to empower you to see your life if you had a challenging upbringing in a different light and realize that you can do something about it. You know, you can move forward and you cannot let that affect you in the now. So that's enough for me. Let's get straight into the episode. This podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. Ladies, you are absolutely going to love today's guest. Sammy is such a beautiful soul. Her and I met back in August of 2020 at a mutual friends event. We didn't actually talk that day, I believe, but we started following each other online and then chatting in the DMs. And at the start of this year, when I first began doing women's circles, Sammy and I were chatting and I thought, you know what, it'd be so cool to do these in Topor. So I just went out on a whim and I asked her, how would you feel if I started doing women's circles at your place? And to my surprise, she said yes. And so I'm so grateful because that is what allowed me to um, expand women's circles into Topor and Dotorua. Uh, and then obviously we've become friends since then. So Sammy, hello and welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. So excited to have you. Now, Sammy is the owner of Hera Fitness. It's an active wear label designed right here in New Zealand. They have got beautiful clothing. Go and follow them on socials. Now, Sammy, to kick off, something a little bit fun, a little bit different. What did you have for breakfast this morning? A uh, really good cooked brekkie of bacon and eggs. <laughs> oh, is that is that like a daily go to for you, or it's is that a normal treat? Normal at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> love, love. Oh, that is so nice. The normal for me is so boring. It's like oats with hot water and then some cacao hemp seeds and banana and every day for some reason my partner's like what are you having for breakfast today and I'm like are you kidding I have the same thing every day like unless unless one of us wants to cook a cooked breakfast I'm like it's just oats every day so boring (laughs) (laughs) oh we're so stoked to have you on the girls get confident podcast before we get into it why don't you tell us about you you know where you live obviously I mentioned Topor so we kind of know that one (laughs) but who's important to you in your life how do you fill your time so I grew up in a small town called Waitara which is in Taranaki Uh, we relocated to Topor 19 months ago Uh, my hubby two brothers and our five dogs so we purchased a lifestyle property here uh, relocating for hubby's work Uh, so I spend a lot of time out on the lifestyle property we've now gained an extra dog so I've got six (laughs) six dogs so it's it's full-on but it's good I'm currently pregnant and I've got a couple of businesses that I run including the Hera Fitness which is my main one 
based at home. I'm either in the office or outside in the paddock. I love it. Now, how do you fit it all in? Because that sounds like you've got a lot going on and you're about to become a mother. How do you have enough hours in the day? We get up at five. <laughs> yeah, fair. You know, dogs, you've got to be quite routined. Um, hubby's recently started shift work. So we're sort mm-hmm. of still trying to figure out all that sort of thing at the moment. Um, it'll obviously all be tipped on its head when baby's here. We're not sure what we're <laughs> in for. It is our mm-hmm. first. So, um, yeah, just good time management at the moment. Lots of lists, mm. to do list, um, letters on the sort of walls, <laughs> diary full, sort of just trying to make sure that time is spent wisely. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Lists can be super helpful, but I also find that in some places they can be overwhelming. Like right now, just looking at my office around me, I've got like five <laughs> different lists going and it just goes to show all the different threads going on in our brains, right? Like a different list Definitely. for every single thing, kind of like compartmentalizing our lives. Oh, so good. Now, as you and I have gotten to know each other throughout this year, Honestly, I've been really inspired by your story and how you've grown through so much from your younger years. Can you tell us about what it was like for you growing up? So, yeah, I grew up in Waitara. So it's a small town. I grew up as the eldest of three. So Mm -hmm. very interesting (laughs) upbringing, Uh, super dysfunctional sort of parents. We moved rentals quite a lot. Um, dad was sort of always moving in moving out um, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents mm-hmm. from what I can remember pretty much all of my good memories have been with my grandparents on weekends so that's been quite interesting um, yeah so a lot of the time was spent with them as well and so in terms of like being dysfunctional was there anything in particular that made it that way Probably everything. (laughs) Um, Probably the prime example of uh, two people that probably should never have got together in the first place, let alone go on to have three children. Mm. Um, Very, very interesting. Mum's very toxic is probably the nicest way to word that. Mm -hmm. And my um, father was quite heavily involved in quite a lot of drugs Mm. and sort of people always coming and going and just moving around like it was a very unsettled sort of upbringing yeah yeah Yeah, I can imagine that that would have been really hard going through that and especially having like two younger siblings who you probably at some point ended up mothering them and really like taking you know taking the reins and kind of being an adult too young is that what happened Definitely, yeah. So there's five years in between me and the next brother. Mm-hmm. So he actually ended up living with me for about eight years. So he only just moved out at the start of this year. Wow. And then I ended up with the other brother every <laughs> school holidays for years. And um, I've had him full time for two years now. And what's that like on your relationship like obviously you and your hubby have been together for really a really long time so I imagine that when he came on the scene that's just how life was and like if he wanted to be a part of your life then you know he had to embrace that yeah definitely um so I think we're quite lucky so hubby's very supportive and Mm. he also grew up as the youngest of three brothers so he's Mm. sort of used to being in that real boys scene and then being the youngest like a lot of his brother's friends coming over and that all the time as well so he was kind of sort of used to a similar role 
Mm. Um, he's been really good. So he had taught both of them how to drive. He's taught them wow. like a little bit of labor skills, sort of all that sort of thing, which has been really cool. Like we've sort of taken on probably more of like a auntie and uncle role. Mm. For the yeah. mm-hmm. That's amazing. And what was that? Like how old were you when your um, – brother the first one moved in with you uh so pretty much as soon as we bought our first home um so I would have been 22 and so he would have been 17. Wow and and how was that for you in terms of responsibility being a 22 year old and you know supporting your your brother and helping to um like I guess by the age of 17, you don't necessarily need someone to help bring you up, but you still need love and support and guidance, you know? Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, so he had already left school. So he had actually um, been in and out of hospital. So he had tried to commit suicide. So mm. he was actually in a wheelchair for quite a while as well. Um, so it sort of still had to nurture in a different way to sort of mm. help guide him into a different area. So yeah. glad we are out of that dark hole and never to return. So that's been wow. quite a few years now since he was 17. Mm. Um, but it sort of definitely makes you um, tread carefully for quite a while is probably the best way to put it. Um, and sort of just showing him that, you don't have to go down that way. It was a very um, circumstantial sort of yeah. reason why you done it rather than anything yeah. else. Um, mm-hmm. So just showing that you don't have to go down that sort of downward spiral. And how is he now in terms of life? Is he, he's, is he soaring? Um, he's got his wings? <laughs> he's very lucky. So he was actually initially told he will never walk again. And he's Far fine. Out. Some days can be a bit trickier and he's sort of full of a lot of metal. But mm-hmm. given what he was initially told to what he's Mm. like now um really gave him sort of like a new lease on life and to sort of appreciate like well like what could have been Mm -hmm. and then what he's actually got far out well that's amazing that he's you know he's better now and and he feels loved and he knows that he has the support of his sister and other loving people around him going back to when you were younger at what age if you can like define it did you realize that you weren't living a normal childhood? Like, was there a specific moment that you were like, this is messed up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Probably when I went into high school. So Mm -hmm. I'd gone into high school in a different town. So sort of complete different lot of people. Um, Not quite so a low decile school. So sort of opened my eyes to quite a lot of... um, what other people's normal was mm-hmm. um, I've been living in sort of like sleep outs and granny flats like out in the sections and that of my parents and grandparents since I was about 13 mm-hmm. so I haven't lived in a family home since that age so sort of that was quite different and it was sort of up to me to sort of get up sort my life out go to school um, I had no rules or guidance or anything like that um, so I'm lucky enough that I was still quite determined that I'd been working every weekend in school holidays since I was about 15 and then whilst mm-hmm. still at school right through mm-hmm. to 13. Far out. So do you think part of, I guess, you being so different to your family, was that in a way, like in spite of them, in a I'm not going to be like that, or was it just, you know, I guess seeing other people around you and, and kind of taking their influence and helping you to decide what kind of life you wanted to lead and create for yourself? Yeah, definitely. So 
I had always looked around and thought, I'm not living like this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it was something Mm -hmm. that was really important for me. Mm -hmm. I was showing my two younger brothers that you don't have to live like that, that you can Mm -hmm. actually break the cycle. That sort of emotional abuse, drug use, and no guidance, it's not the normal. And you Mm -hmm. can repeat it and you don't have to put up with it. Um, So I think that was a biggie, was sort of showing the boys that to break the cycle was really Mm -hmm. important. So you were really motivated by being a good role model for your brothers. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. I think that's so beautiful. Like I love hearing people's stories around, I guess, what it is that motivated them to change or to be different. And that's why I really wanted to get you on the show today because I'm like, we, we all have a past. So many of us have childhoods or certain like years throughout our childhoods that we wish were different or that we might have like resent or sad memories around. But what's so beautiful is that we all have the power to change it and to change the direction for ourselves. We just have to, I guess, tap into some form of motivation that's strong enough to get us to actually continue going in that different direction. And so for you, that was obviously around being a good role model for your brothers. So that's really beautiful. And I mean, from what I know of you and what I've seen of your brothers, not that I've really talked to them much because they're quite shy, just like you, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, that they, they seem like they've got really good heads on their shoulders and like they're doing really good things for themselves, which is so beautiful. Can you share some of the things that you did whether they were conscious or not when you were younger, that helped you to move beyond that, you know, like move out of the situation that you grew up in and really create your own path for yourself? I think it was just really wanting something more. So I'd sort of grown up with my parents' dad sort of working on and off in between Mm -hmm. jobs and mum had never worked. Um, she had never driven a car. So it was sort of aiming for that sense of freedom right from the get-go as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, straight into work, straight into driving as soon as I was able to, um, just to sort of get out and sort of move on from that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's been a long time since you were in the care of your parents. Do you have much of a relationship with them at the moment? Not at all, no. <laughs> and I'm assuming um, that's a conscious thing? Absolutely. Yeah. So I haven't spoken to my mum in quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, both of the boys are the exact same, are each up to their own. Like mm-hmm. I've never influenced that. That's been mm-hmm. completely up to them. Um, Dad, I had tried to let in and out, but he obviously, his priorities are um, drugs, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's not an environment that I want to be in or I felt safe leaving my brothers in. So when we moved to Taupo, it was quite funny, actually. My um, We were hoping to keep our home back home in New Plymouth as well. We'd sort of said to the brother, would you want to rent it and just have some like friends flashing with you? And he was sort of like, oh, well, if you're moving to Taupo, I'm coming. And he's <laughs> like, well, if you two are going, I'm going. So um, we had quite a bit of um, <laughs> World War Three. Uh, getting that all sorted so we sort of had to go through um, like lawyers and a working mm. caseworker to help my youngest brother because he was still at school and he was only uh, 15 at the time to sort mm-hmm. of make sure the legal loopholes were sorted as well but um, it all worked out and um, the professionals agreed that it was definitely in his best interest to come with us so we mm-hmm. sort of all packed up 
left, didn't tell anybody where we were going. <laughs> and um, yeah, we have all cut ties um, on our own accord. I'd always said to the older of the two brothers, never to um, talk bad about either of them because mm-hmm. they will do something on their own that'll make the youngest one make up his own mind. So mm-hmm. I think you should always let them form their own opinions. Like you can sort mm-hmm. of guide and be weary, but don't put anyone down because they mm. will fit themselves. Mm. And I think that's so beautiful. That's like, that's quite empowering, right? Rather than just, I guess, projecting your experiences and your judgments of what you grew up with and what you had to deal with onto your brothers. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we'll just let them make their decisions for themselves. And I think that that can go for anyone. And that's a really nice reminder because it's so easy when you've been hurt to project that onto others um, so that, you know, they don't go through it because you obviously love them. But at the same time, it's it's um, like we've all got our own journeys and our own paths that we're, that we're walking. And it's so nice to know that no matter what, you stood in your own integrity and you've let people make decisions on their own rather than, I guess, being a dictator. Like nobody wants to be that, especially not a big sister. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were younger, did you imagine that you would be living this life that you are now on your lifestyle block, living in Topor, beautiful family with all your doggos, about to become a mum? Um, not at all. Uh, so I was always <laughs> determined to sort of break the cycle. Um, mm-hmm. But at that time, I didn't realise that the sky was actually the limit. So growing up, none of our family had ever finished school. Nobody had ever got qualified, certainly mm-hmm. not um, owned businesses or properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so although I knew that I wanted more and I was determined for more, I didn't quite realise the potential that was actually sitting there and that the sky is the limit. Like you literally can control your own future. Mm, I love that. And what is like the biggest thing you've done or you can say that you've done in order to control your own future? Probably walking away from anything that doesn't serve you. Mm. So I firmly believe that if someone's toxic, you do not have to tolerate it. It doesn't matter who they are. It can be mm. family or anybody, but if it's going to impact you mentally or physically, you need mm. to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. And so many of us feel really guilty in, in doing that and in putting ourselves first. So there's obviously some work that, um, or some opportunities for growth around that. And also, in terms of, I guess, walking away from people or closing the door off to certain people in your life, it doesn't always have to be forever. I mean, sometimes you're just like, they're probably never going to change and you accept that you're closing the door and it's most likely forever. But also sometimes people just need some some breathing room. Like I know when I was younger and um, I my, my mum and I, throughout my teens like I was such a brat (laughs) and we had quite a a, I would say a turmoil relationship and at times where I was at in my journey I just felt like you know what and I guess my mom was probably the same with me we both were like we need a break to not be in communication and you know we both stood in that for as long as we needed to and as long as it served us and you know now like mother and daughter so much love there and a lot of 
like healing and forgiveness has taken place as well. And obviously I've, I've, we've all grown up over the years. So it's really great to know that you can stand in your own power and you can, I just, I think it's about creating boundaries, like in, in closing off a relationship that is you're putting a boundary in place of like, actually, I won't stand for this in my life. And until somebody can respect those boundaries or, you know, get themselves to a place where you're ready to accept them in or accept them as they are, or maybe create some change, then we, we ourselves really have to stand by those boundaries. And at the end of the day, I think that it's really powerful because if we've got this idea of this life that we're trying to create, sometimes there's certain people and and situations and environments that are not going to allow you to create that life so you just have to close those doors like you know I imagine for you it really was a well if I stay here and if I stay in this situation I'm never going to be able to achieve the more that I want for myself and that I want for my life and that I want for my brothers definitely so I think a lot of it's a case-by-case thing as well like Mm -hmm. what actually happened um and sort of was something accidental? Was it on purpose? Had it was it a one-off? Had it happened for years? Sort of thing. So with mine, they they've had many, many years that nothing was ever going to change. Mm. <laughs> so my dad progressed from just the occasional drug use to full blown dealer. So mm. everything sort of got blown completely out of proportion where it changed for it was not just him choosing to do drugs it's more Mm. it's no longer safe for actually any of us to be in that sort of environment because you never know what could go wrong or anything like it was sort of actually no we are cutting all communication with that one it was quite Mm -hmm. hard and he was good he was really good but man the opposite was not good (laughs) and and that's sometimes the thing right like you've got to take the good with the bad and so if you want to shut out the bad then sometimes that does mean missing out on on that good as well and um you know if people get the help that they need or if they get to a place where they really want to then and and hopefully that does happen for everybody then they can get better and maybe relationships can be reformed again but that really is like you say like a case-by-case situation and everybody's story is different I find a lot of the um, women that I work with and you know myself included at times in my life we have these stories that were created when we were younger and we hold on to them and it's a really great way of us justifying staying small and not living life to the fullest and I think a lot of it comes down to fear right which is which is completely understandable but we don't really want to get to the end of our lives wishing that we'd done more do you have any form of advice that you would give to somebody who's listening who knows that they need to let go of their past and maybe some ideas on how they could get started on that journey? So I think it's really empowering to actually break the cycle Mm -hmm. and to sort of learn that none of it's your fault. So over time, I still have quite a lot of doubt or Mm -hmm. I just feel like I can't do something or I'm not good enough for something. But you just have to sort of put it in the back of your mind that just because like family and all that, that's what they grew up with doesn't mean that you have to do the same sort of thing and that Mm -hmm. you're a lot stronger than what you think 
Mm-hmm. And um, like you can dream as big as you want and have the power to turn it into an actual reality. Yeah, I think that is so beautiful. Do you think that having a dream for wanting to create more for your life was like that really strong pull that have, has led you in the direction that you're now in? Definitely, yeah. I'm always a dreamer. <laughs> Growing up, um, often had my nose in a book sort of to break away from what was reality to sort of emerge mm. into like a complete new world and that probably got a whole lot of new branches in my brain sort of ticking into what could actually be your reality. Mm, I love that. At what point in your life did you find personal development? Only the last couple of years, I think. So wow. I sort of dabbled in it a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. only been probably the past maybe 18 months, probably actually moving to Topor. Um, that I've realized that actually you sort of need to invest in yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's all good and well trying new habits and everything, but sometimes you need to get in there a bit deeper. Mm. You need to get in the comfort zone. You need to talk to people and um, sort of just taking time to prioritize yourself on a bit of a deeper level to actually work on yourself to improve. Mm, mm, I love that. And I mean, like listening to podcasts, reading um, or reading books and like going to personal development events, all that kind of stuff is such an amazing start. And then you're so right, like actually investing in yourself, say whether you were to get a coach or if you were to join a group program, that is the stuff that really can change your life like actually change your life not just change your life for the weekend that you're at the event or for the weeks that you're listening to that audiobook like it can make changes like right deep into your core and the like physicality of your body and I know for me back in 2017 there was this couple Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles I'd been following them on YouTube for a few years they do or they did back then amazing like inspirational four or five minute videos and I used to always um like binge watch those and randomly one day I saw that they were coming to New Zealand and they were doing this two-day event over Valentine's Day in 2017 and it was like 600 US dollars just for the base level ticket and I just said to myself, I was like, I'm going, I have, I have to be there. I, I have to go. And I went. And then after that weekend, like my whole world just shattered and really um, started again. And what I did is I then signed up to a three month program that they offered. This program was, I think, 3000 US dollars for three months worth of group coaching. And that program, like that investment in myself is what led me to discover and realize I hate my job. I hate my life. I hate my relationship. This is all shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. And I need to do something else about it. And that one experience there is what has led me to where I am now. Same as you, like lifestyle blog, business, self-employed, building the dream life and actually bringing those dreams to reality. So I, I love what you're saying there about investing in yourself. And obviously that can look like so many different things. For you, what was that investment in yourself? Like, is that a, a mentoring, a group coaching or like more in-depth personal development in terms of um, actually actioning on the things that you're reading in those books, like share some insights with us. So I've got quite a few different ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I am actually part of a mentorship program. So I do Mm -hmm. have a mentor as well, but Mm -hmm. a lot of it sort of putting everything into action. So Mm. yes, you can read something, but are you actually sitting down and turning some of that stuff into a habit Mm -hmm. sort of 
putting making sure that you're putting yourself first but what does that look like instead of just being materialistic like you said it's really nice to treat yourself and I do enjoy that but actually <laughs> be sitting down and doing more self-care stuff so sort of taking time to go and walk and go and get some fresh air spending a bit of time with yourself and being comfortable mm. with who you are and sort of a bit of that mindset that if you want to be loved you need to be lovable so you sort of need to like what are your values um what sort of person do you want to be as well I love that values is amazing we've actually just um recently done an episode on that so ladies if you haven't listened to that one check the link in the description below and that will be in there for you personal development is so fun and I think if you're trying to get to this point where you can release those stories from your past and you know they're really holding you back say if that was your childhood or even um in your later years maybe some relationships and things like that holding you back getting to the point where you can um invest in yourself and actually I love what you said like take action on what you've learned and really know that you deserve that like you deserve to be your best you deserve to live your best life and you deserve to be loved but you've got to start expressing that yourself you know you can't expect somebody to love you if you don't love yourself right definitely how important has it been for you to surround yourself with good people and if you can share some insights into your life right now, what what is your your circle, like the five people who you're around the most? So I'm really big on sort of networking and community. I mm. love watching other people succeed and dream big. So I actually love finding other people who are sort of self-employed, have a little side hustle, have a really big dream or goal, and sort of just to be able to bounce off and support each other. So mm. there's enough of everything for everybody. So you don't yes. need to competition. So sort of just pulling back and having sort of, yeah, that really empowering feeling with each other that you're wanting everyone to succeed. You're celebrating not only your goals, but your friends' goals as well. Mm. Um, I feel like that is really important to sort of create your environment to help aim for your goals as well. It's sort of just making sure that everyone's sort of probably a little bit of a dreamer in sort of some respect, but um, mm. it's really cool. So different conversations as well. We don't sort of have conversations about the weather. <laughs> it was no. Sort of, it's a business plan or so this happened today. I'd love some insight on this. Or have you heard about this business tip? Like, it's really cool. My husband's really into it as well. So it's been awesome. Um, just, yeah, complete different conversations in the past couple of years compared to what we had growing up. Mm, that is so beautiful, so inspirational. And I have to say, Sammy, that you have been just such a gem since you and I have become friends this year. You're so supportive. Anytime I do a woman's circle, you're like sharing it on Hera socials and messaging me saying how much fun you had coming to the women's circles. And it just, it absolutely means the world. And I think putting people around you or, you know, in your sphere that will motivate you, will support you and encourage you is so beneficial because it actually helps you to push further. Like when you know that you've got people there that love you and support you and that they believe in your dream and they're going to be here for you, whether you achieve it or not, like that's going to help us so much with our self-confidence just to actually take that action and go and move towards those steps. Now, mm -hmm. while we're on that, 
what was it that led you to starting a business? Because I know you had a beauty business before you bought Hera. So like kind of take us through that journey for you that led you to creating your own reality in the terms of finances and business. So yeah, completely differently field for me. So I had originally qualified as a beauty therapist. Mm-hmm. I'd been doing beauty for nine years. A few of those years, I actually ran my own beauty clinic as well. In the meantime, I had actually uh, trained up as a personal trainer as well. So sort mm-hmm. of being in that sort of woman's space, the health, mm-hmm. wellness, uh, beauty side of it had always been quite big, but the passion wasn't quite there with gym or beauty. So sort of mm-hmm. there had to be something else. By turning it into like more of a label, we've got more of a focus on sort of like woman empowerment and the community. Mm-hmm. I've got some really big goals of what I want to do with Hera once we grow a lot bigger. Like we have actually dabbled in a little bit of like sponsoring women and like football and everything like that. So that is something that we really want to push more in is to actually help sponsor some girls and that that probably wouldn't otherwise have that opportunity Mm -hmm. to actually push forward and sort of helping with that self-confidence and helping girls get into goals and everything that they wouldn't originally have had the chance to do. Mm, That is so beautiful. So now that you're in business, like that is a tool and a way for you that you can further support and help other people. Definitely. Sort of like using it almost as like a platform to sort of reach a wider variety of people instead of just working on like in beauty, you're very much one-on-one. You've got that one Mm. client and as much as I love making that one client feel good, I'd love to do it on a way bigger scale. So I sort of had to think outside the box in terms of um, how to get a better reach, I guess. Obviously with Hera Fitness, you've got ambassadors. So you're on, you know, you're on the path of supporting people. And then I love that idea of like supporting people and sponsoring them into sport. That is so cool. And it's awesome getting people active and, you know, helping them to feel good in themselves as well. And of course, then they can wear your active wear while they're doing so. And I know you have a lounge range as well. So doesn't just you know you don't actually have to be active you can just relax too and feel comfortable (laughs) Sammy is there anything else that you want to share with us for the ladies who are listening who you know will be resonating right now knowing that they had some situations in their childhood when they were younger that um, you know weren't that favorable and now they're out on the other side and they're trying to create a better life for themselves don't let your upbringing daunt your dreams so still Mm. dream big still aim huge and see it sort of more of a lesson of what not to do and Mm. how not to treat people that you love like that. You're so much more and everything can be worked on. You can always grow, you can always change and you can always strive for the better. Sammy, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I know that you are at the time of this recording, 35 weeks pregnant. By the time it goes out, you may be closer to actually having a little baby, a little hero baby. So thank you. You did amazing answering those questions. There was no baby brain whatsoever before we started recording. Uh, Sammy was a little bit worried about that. So thank you so much. I know that your life is about to change. So I'm really grateful that we were able to have you on the show to share uh, your story and also share your, your lessons and learnings of someone who had a really rough upbringing and who's come out the other side who's healed who has grown and who now is inspired by helping other people to do the same I freaking love that thank you so much Sammy awesome thanks for having me